Let's just look at the word here a while tonight. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, And I, brethren, verse 1, When I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I believe the Spirit of God will manifest Himself through our speech. And not just through our speech here, but through our speech on the job. He'll give you utterance. Amen. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, understand this, that utterance given by the Spirit is what the Bible calls anointing. You have an anointing. You have an unction from the Holy One. Amen? Amen. And so expect then in this Spirit-led life that we're living and in this walking in the Spirit, expect Him to utilize you, to use you, to speak through you. To bring a word in season to one who is weary. To bring a word of encouragement, not discouragement. Spirit-filled people speak spirit-filled words. Amen? Amen? Verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we're not out to impress people. We're out to be a blessing to people. However, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught or come to nothing. The prince of this world is the enemy, the devil. Amen? And his wisdom doesn't come from above, it comes from beneath. It's earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish. It is a wisdom that is in harmony with the spirit of this world. In harmony with the spirit of this world. But here's what we speak. Here's what you and I speak. We speak the wisdom of God. I'm speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world. Now notice, unto what? Unto our glory. The wisdom of God is not hidden from us. It is hidden for us. And when we are speaking the wisdom of God, we are declaring the glory of God. Don't be surprised in this day and in this hour when you walk in the presence of God and you are filled with all the fullness of God that your words carry great anointing and your words carry great presence to where people just want to be around you. Why? Because you're so saturated with Him. Now notice in verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew. 
the enemy could never and can never tap in to the wisdom of God. He can't tap into the leadings of God like you can. Because he is bankrupt. It wasn't too smart, after all, for him to say, I will ascend to the throne. I will be like the Most High. Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. He had a place, but he lost his place. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Had the enemy been such a hot rod, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Now here's verse 9 to the end of the chapter. Here's what we want to camp on for a while tonight. My message started about 20 minutes ago. Verse 9. But as it is what? Say it is written. I wonder, can we bank on what's written? Absolutely can. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Why do you suppose Jesus said continuously, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear? Because he knew that unless they had ears to hear, their dullness would take over their lives And they would see, yet not see, and they would hear, yet not hear. So he would say to them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And he's saying, so from a natural point of view, your natural eyes have not seen. Your natural ears have not heard. And because they have not heard nor seen, there has not been an entrance into your heart. Of those glorious, wonderful things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Did you know that you can love God and still be dull? Listen, friend, the spirit of this world will dull you. The entertainment of this world will dull you. The cares of this life will dull Dull you. And you can love God with all of your heart and be seriously on your way to heaven and not have ears to hear and not have eyes to see because there's too much distraction, too much pollution. And that is why he said to lay aside those things which does so easily beset us. Oh, friend, God's got some awesome things in store for you. I I better say that again. I'm not feeling this. I said God's got some awesome things, some glorious things stored up for you. Oh, how great is thy goodness. 
which you have laid up for them that fear you and reverence you. Think about it. Fearing God is not being afraid of God. Fearing God is reverencing Him and walking softly before Him and being a servant to Him and saying, Yes, Lord, yes. What you say, I will do. When you say it, I will do it. Thank you, Lord. Glorious things in store. Do you love him tonight? I wonder, could all of us in this auditorium come up, including Pastor Mark? Could, could we all come up? Could, could we all just be a little keener? Could, could, could we all hear better? Could we all see better? Come on, somebody. Oh, there's some things he wants us to hear. There's some things he wants us to see because he's prepared those things for them that love him. Now, let's take a little journey quickly. Keep your finger over there. Turn over to Ephesians 2.10. And I want to look at that in the Amplified, if we could, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk therein. We are his workmanship. That means we are in him. He is in us. We're walking in him. He's walking in us. We are the handiwork of God. The handiwork of God should be in step with God. If we are his masterpiece, we should be in step with the master. Amen? In Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Version... Stand by. Dun, 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 dun. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship created in Christ Jesus, born anew, born anew that we may do. Say it with me, I'm born anew, anew. that I may do. May do do what? Well, read it with me. Those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged. Now, does that not compliment? I have seen, ear heard. And John 10, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He is a awesome, awesome master at connecting you to the paths that he has pre-foreordained. He's a master at connecting you, you to some things he's already arranged. Now, here's the deal, guys. All we've got to do is just get on the path. 
we may not know exactly what those things are that he's prearranged, but if we never get on the path, we'll never find out. Right? Yes. Say it with me, I, I'm, I'm on the path. <laughs> My steps are being ordered by the Lord. I hear this in my spirit. Don't you allow anything or anyone to get you off the path. Don't allow it. Forbid anything or anyone to get you off the path. You do know that there are ditches everywhere. Just keep walking that straight and narrow. Keep walking that path. Amen. Now, in the natural realm, things can be prearranged for you. Natural appointments prearranged for you. For example, a reservation at a five-star restaurant that someone has already bought and paid for you and your friend or your wife to come a five-star restaurant with a six-core meal it's prearranged for you but you know what you still get got to get on the path to get there you still have to make the appointment there are things prearranged by the great planner and the great connector but it is our responsibility to be on the path so that we can make the connection. Now listen, one of these paths, whether you realize it or not, whether you really want to believe it or not, one of the prerequisites to connecting with the prearranged divine connections is you being faithful. I said you being faithful. That's you and you and me and all of us being faithful. Well, Pastor Mark, you have to talk about that. Yes. 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 And amen. Why, sure. Faithfulness. Faithful with that little step. Go tell that person that I love them. Go bless that person with a $10 bill. They don't have any gas money. Faithful in the little. When you're faithful in the little, you've passed the test. And then you qualify for him to cause you to be faithful and more. And if he can trust you with the little steps, he knows that he can trust you with bigger steps. And if he can trust you with bigger steps, he knows that you're serious about this and you're going to go all the way with him. It is not a question of whether or not there have been things prearranged. The question is, 
is are we being faithful with what God has given us today? A faithful man shall abound with what? See, people want the blessings, but they don't want to be faithful. People want the latter part of Matthew 6.33 being added to them, but they don't want to seek first the kingdom of God. But the condition to abound with blessings is that it must be a faithful man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your faithfulness to Him and to this path proves that He can trust you. You see, we talk a lot about us trusting Him, but in fact, can God trust us? Are you listening? And And I can't take that inventory for you. I can only take that inventory for me. And it's a lifelong process. Oh... Oh, you want him to trust you. How'd you like for him to show you some things to pray about in the night hours and in the early morning hours to avert some things in the realm of the Spirit? Hallelujah. 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 Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I purpose in my heart to be faithful. Not to be faithless, but to be faithful. To be more faithful with what you've entrusted me with than ever before. Just let that settle. Let that settle strong in your spirit. And ask yourself, have I been faithful? And if the answer is no, make the adjustment. And say, I will be faithful. Yeah. I will be faithful. Glory to God. In order to advance and move up, like we all want to and desire to, in order to advance and to move up and to be trusted with more, Some of you are going to have to go back to some bases you missed and make sure that that base is covered. You know, God can deal with all of us along the lines of certain things and instruct us to do certain things. And sometimes we have a tendency only to hear what we want to hear. (laughs) Amen. 
and sort of just kind of do what we want to do. Well, we are not called to do our own thing. They were wrong when they sang that song. It's your thing. <laughs> do what you want to do. <laughs> well, it ain't your thing. It maybe used to be your thing. But now his things. <laughs> Come on now. His things are most important. Don't let that song get in your brain. <laughs> Woo! So, you know, um, God's dealt with me about certain things that I took my sweet time and bided my time in doing them. That doesn't please God. That grieves the Spirit of God. And so, ask yourself these questions. Have I been faithful? Have I been faithful to the Lord's house? Have I been faithful to bring my service to Him? Not to Pastor Mark or Pastor Brenda or Pastor Nancy or Pastor Tom or Pastor Kimberly. No, have I been faithful to His house? This is His house. This is not my house. I'm just a sojourner. If Jesus tarries, it'll be Celevi, hasta luego, adios. Right? This is his place. And oh, I love his place. Don't you just love his place? I love his people. I love his place. I love to serve him. I love his presence. I love to minister for him. And that should be every one of our attitudes. Have I been faithful? And if I've not been faithful, show me so I can make the adjustment, uh, the, the adjustment, the judgment, the adjustment. Amen. And. Move on down that road. Move on down that road. How many of you want to move on down the road? All right, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. I didn't know there was so much in here. As it is written, eyes not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God... Will reveal them unto us by His Spirit. Everyone say Spirit-led. Revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. I want to say to you tonight, the deep calleth unto deep. The depth of the plan of God and the things that he's prepared for us, they're calling out to us. They're waiting on us. Verse 11, for what knows the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? Say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. By the Holy Spirit, 
within my spirit, I know things. I have the spirit of knowing, and I have the spirit of seeing. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, this is shouting ground right here. Right now. We have received, guess what? Not the Spirit of the world. We, we don't have the Spirit of the world. But, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the Spirit, which is of God. Seeing as how that that is true, that we haven't received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, what in the world do we want to do with the Spirit of this world? The Spirit of this world is no longer familiar to the child of God. The Holy Spirit of God is familiar to the child of God. That's why people, once they get born again and spirit-filled and go back into the world, they are the most miserable people. They're miserable. They can't even get high anymore. They take a drink and they get miserable. Why? It doesn't mix. The Spirit of God indwells you. Amen. That we might know the things. Everyone say things. The things. When you don't do your own thing, there are other things. Say that with me. When I don't do my own thing, there are other things. Good things. Awesome things. Godly things. That we might know the things that are so freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the, world's, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but but what the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. You see, we can speak according to the world or we can speak according to the Word. We can speak according to the world's ways or we can speak according to the Holy Spirit's language. How many know the Holy Ghost has got a language? Not just a language, but He's got languages. Amen. All right. Read verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Let me just stop right here. You do not have to impress your relatives with your knowledge. You do not have to prove that Jesus is your healer by you being healed to anyone. The things of God are foolishness to people that aren't born again. It's foolishness. You can sit there and talk to them till you're 
blue in the face and then be just like a stone wall unless the anointing gets a hold of you. Unless you're led to speak to them in that direction. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you not to talk to them. But he'll lead you to pray for them and to loose a labor to go across their path. Now this worked for my oldest brother Dan. My oldest brother Dan, there's something about brothers. You know, when you're the baby of the family. Now don't call me a baby, but I was the youngest. They call me baby Mark. And, uh, but sometimes when you're the youngest, you know, your older brothers have a tendency to think, what, what's this? You know how that is sometimes. And so, with him, I just loosed the labor. What do you mean you loosed the labor? Well, I mean this. I prayed that the Lord of the harvest would send forth the labor across my older brother Danny's path to minister Jesus to him. And the Lord did exactly that. Hallelujah. So, don't get upset at people when they turn you off and turn you away. Don't personalize it. Just know this, that God can make a way where there is no way. He's got ways, He's got means of getting people's attention. On the other hand, now you be spirit-led. He may just have you as that laborer to minister that person. But by and large, you know, I wouldn't go to my family and tell them what takes place in our services. They'd look at me like, oh, great, let's go golfing. Awesome. Let's go get a cheeseburger. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual. Say, that's me. He that is led by the Spirit judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no, no man. Read verse 16 together. Let's read it like we mean it. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Stand up, everybody. Come on. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we. Come on now. But we. We're we're, we're, we're trying to get the mind of Christ. No, thank God. We've got it. We've got it, brother. We've got it, sister. We have the mind of Christ. So all week long, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's pray for about two or three minutes right now before we receive the offering and and before that we go our way tonight. Let's just pray about the things we've heard tonight between you and the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus.